Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. In business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, and in this episode, I'm talking about the irony of effort because it varies depending on where we are in life. It varies from person to person. It varies based off of our circumstance. So I'm going to give you a little insight on how to determine if you are applying enough effort in your life. Also, I've been getting a lot of questions about natural weight loss lately, specifically my own weight loss journey, because y'all know a bunch of babies and came out this body. So I'm going to be giving you some of my personal tips that have helped me lose the weight and keep it off. So let's get this episode started. And as always, I like to kick things off by sharing what I'm doing for my mind, body, and business. And this is your encouragement to check in with yourself. I don't believe in going more than seven days without checking in with yourself from the inside out. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed, your stomach is bubbling, you're in some toxic relationships or have had some bad conversations, some positive things happening. Uh, Maybe you can level up and push your potential even more. Or maybe you need to regress in certain areas of your life. A great way to determine this is to check in with yourself every week. So if you are a frequent listener and you follow this podcast, hopefully you're already in the habit of doing that. And if this is your first time or you don't have your rhythm yet, this is your reminder to check in with yourself, specifically, you know, your mind, body and business. So for me, for my mind this week. I am learning something new. So I shared in previous episodes that me and my husband are taking these Cuban salsa dance classes. I have been having so much fun. I have been so intrigued by Hispanic and Latin culture that I have decided to learn to speak Spanish. Now, I do know a few words. I joke all the time and tell people I learned all my Spanish from Pitbull and Dora. But um, I'm trying to learn like for real, carry a whole conversation, travel to some of these Spanish speaking countries and really have a good time and be absorbed in the culture. On top of that, my name is Maria. And when I tell that to Spanish speaking folks, they start speaking to me in Spanish anyway. So I might as well learn. But you know, learning new things is really good for your brain. And I don't care how old you are. I know for me, I will probably be trying to learn new things when I'm in my 70s, 80s, 90s, if God willing, I am blessed to live that long. In addition to the rewarding feeling you get from learning new things, 
it's really good for brain stimulation. There's a lot of scientific research that shows how your brain chemistry changes for the better when you're learning a new skill, how your learning speed increases, how you're making connections between skill areas. Having that extra skill makes you a more interesting person. So, you know, maybe you're on the market, you try to find you a boo thing, the right boo thing. And, you know, that's another point of attraction. It fights off boredom because we can sit and stare at the wall every now and then and it gives you something new to do again that mental stimulation it helps you adapt to change better and this one here that I found very interesting it could help you stave off dementia so it's very important to keep your brain active because if it is idle if you're just sitting around watching tv all day doing the same thing over and over and over again you're not challenging your brain you're not stimulating your brain and you're not giving your brain the opportunity to produce new neurons and change the overall chemistry so go and try something new you know in life sometimes we think it's always hustle 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 get to the goal and we can spend 80 to 90 percent of our day working 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 but not doing that thing that stimulates us mentally presents a new challenge that's actually fun so I encourage you this week explore something new something you've been curious about and dig into it it's a great way to strengthen your mind Moving on to my body, in addition to continuing my bar classes and my Cuban salsa dance lessons with my husband, I am focusing on nutrition. So it's continuing to take my supplements daily and also getting water in with every meal. Now, I know that sounds like a really basic goal for my body, but I don't know what it is about me and water. I can drink water when I'm really thirsty uh, and during exercise, but it's not something that I choose to drink with my meal or even first thing in the morning. So I want to be intentional about my water. So I set a goal to have a glass of water with every meal and to start my day with a warm glass of water with lemon. So I am focused on sticking to that for seven whole days. So that is what I'm doing for my body this week. Moving on to my business. This month, Empowered Fitness by Maria Moore turned six years old. I have been running this business for six consecutive years, and I am so proud that I have been able to sustain this business over this long time, but I have shared in previous episodes that I am revamping some things, specifically with my apparel. That's been moving along pretty good. Been selling those bundles and still on track to reach my goal of getting all of my physical inventory moved within the next 45 days. So excited about that. Also, I have booked several public speaking gigs. And ever since I did that retreat in Cabo, I have been so intrigued and so drawn to public speaking, specifically focusing on topics that are empowering, sharing the story of my journey, how I got out of debt, how I lost weight, how I'm prioritizing my life between my business and my family. And so I have two big gigs actually coming up within the next 10 days, one at a university and one that is a virtual entrepreneur workshop. So I'm really excited to step into this new space within my business as a public speaker, as an educator, speaking on topics that I'm passionate about and topics that I know can help people move the needle with their goals, both personal and professional. And I have a TV gig on the way, but that's later on in the spring. So I'll probably be talking about that in a few 
future episode. That's a quick rundown of what I'm doing for my mind, body, and business. Again, I encourage you to check in with yourself. How are things going? What are you doing for your mind? What are you doing for your body? What are you doing for your business? And keep in mind that business doesn't necessarily mean that you are, a, you know, a business owner or an entrepreneur. Maybe business for you means handling your finances or being good at what you do on your job, working towards getting that promotion or moving into a better role with a different company. So make sure you're checking in with yourself every seven days. And hopefully as you are listening to this podcast on a weekly basis, it'll give you that little nudge to hold yourself accountable and check in. In terms of this episode, I wanted to talk about two things that are fresh on my mind. One is the irony of effort, and I want to go into that and really explore what effort means based off of your circumstances, your resources, your body type, your mindset. And then I also want to go into a conversation about natural weight loss. I've been getting a lot of comments and direct messages about weight loss, specifically from women, because, of course, I've been doing these mind, body, and business segments on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. So I want to share some specifics about my weight loss journey. I've had four kids and I've managed to lose a baby weight and sustain my results using very practical methods. No magical teas or wraps or, you know, any kind of contraptions or starvation, just basic things that I did to lose weight naturally. So these are the two conversations we're going to have inside of this episode. Let's get started with effort. I was inspired to talk about effort because I recently watched a doc it seemed like a documentary but it was more like a series individual episodes and it's called the human playground and they're basically different episodes about how people push their bodies and their minds two episodes in particular stood out to me one was a woman who lost her leg and decided she was going to do this marathon across the desert, apparently about a thousand people go out there per year. It is a long stretch across a huge desert and folks just have their backpacks and essential needs and they're walking miles and miles and miles at a time. Now she wasn't born without a leg. She got into an accident and she ended up losing her leg. So she had a prosthetic leg and she was just moving and grooving muscles and all of that. And you know, it's real interesting how Um, When we have everything that we need, everything that we've been given at birth, we don't realize how valuable it is until after we lose it. And she talked about this specifically in this episode, how she just had a renewed sense on life and how she wanted to continue to challenge herself. And she's doing more with her body with just one leg than she did when she had two. And so she was just really pushing herself, pursuing this goal of getting to the finish line which they say a very small number of people make it. Actually, during that episode, one person had a heart attack and passed away, and they included that in the episode. And she had several moments where she was kind of off to the side and some medics were tending to her. But I just thought it was so interesting that she had the mindset, the willpower, the physical ability to do the things that she did even before she decided to go on this journey to walk across a desert, run across a desert, because she was jogging a couple of times. I would be crawling across a desert, okay? But she did a lot of things to prepare for it. And I'm like, wow, uh, why don't we all have this mindset, this willpower, this push inside of us to really explore all of the things that our bodies can do, to push past that perceived pain barrier, And then there was a feature on these young boys who were training to be bullfighters in this 
third world country in this village, right? And these guys are out there fighting bulls with their bare hands with flip-flops on, y'all. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm tripping about the type of sneakers I wear, uh, the fact that I need a gym membership, and they are out there training and fighting bulls with their bare hands and wearing flip-flops. And it really made me think, about our westernized culture and how we have so many distractions, so many messages, so many shortcuts really that have suppressed our awareness of what we are able to achieve naturally with our bodies and with our minds. And so I want this to be the foundation of our conversation about effort inside of this episode. Let's start by looking at things that impact effort. I recently looked up the definition of effort, a vigorous or determined attempt. Now, I've always looked at effort as doing a little bit more than you did yesterday or the day before. (laughs) And sometimes we apply meaning based off of convenience. So if I ate four Oreos yesterday, eating three Oreos today is effort towards my fitness goals. No, 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 no. Effort is a vigorous or determined attempt, and I really think that we need to get back to this definition. Now, me eating four Oreos on Monday and only eating three Oreos on Tuesday, that's an improvement, but it's really not effort. So starting there, uh, what are some things that impact effort? Definitely your environment. Surely your excitement about the goal, because if you're not excited about it, you don't know why you're doing it. Um, You're not going to be motivated to get up and make a contribution towards that goal and apply more effort day to day, week to week, month to month. Also, your support system is a big deal. Um, I'm going to give you an example of this. I had a client and she was doing really good for about four weeks Then she had a family emergency come up and she was scheduled to train with me at like 5.30 in the morning. And she called me at about 5.15 and she was crying. She said she was frustrated. She wasn't coming in. She just didn't have the energy and she was just really feeling depressed. I said, girl, get to this gym right now. And so she kind of dragged her way to the gym and I saw her walk in. But you know what I did? I went upstairs with her and we both got on treadmills right next to each other and we just walked a little bit. And I let her talk to me and explain how she was feeling, get her frustrations out. And as we were talking and she was feeling better, I said, girl, let's jog for a little bit. Then I said, let's run for a little bit. And after we did that, we went downstairs, lifted weights. She did the same routine, applied even more effort, and she left feeling stronger and in a better mood. I get so many compliments on social media, people looking at, oh, man, you know, you were a single mother at one time and you started these businesses and you've been doing radio and you're really in shape and you're married and you paid off your debt and all of these things. And let me tell you, my success heavily relied on my support system. My husband is my biggest cheerleader. My best friend Desiree is always calling in and checking on me and making me feel like a superhero. So because I have that support system, because I know there are people who believe in me who are going to say, Maria, get to it. Maria, you can do it. And also call me out when I'm making mistakes or I'm falling short or I'm being lazy. Support system is so key. So Um, If you don't have the support, you may not be motivated to apply that extra effort. Also, another thing that impacts effort is awareness of what needs to be done. Going back to the definition of effort that I shared just moments ago, a vigorous or determined attempt. How can you make a vigorous or determined attempt to 
grow your leg muscles if you don't know how to properly do a squat, if you don't know how to properly use the machines at the gym, if you don't know how to determine the amount of resistance you need to grow your muscles, if you don't know how to eat, if you don't know how nutrition works to help you achieve your goals. Not only will you lack effort, but you'll get really frustrated and you may even be fooled to believe that you're being lazy. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Right, because there's a difference between being tired and being lazy. When you're tired, that is your body sign to pause, to take a break. When you're being lazy, everything that you need is in place. You're just not doing the work. So not having an awareness of what needs to be done to achieve your goal could look like you doing something that's taking you in the opposite direction. You could be exercising in a way that will lead to injury. You could be eating foods that are causing you to gain body fat. Maybe you're trying to get out of debt and you don't have an awareness of what needs to be done and you end up paying off the low interest credit cards before you pay off the high interest credit cards. So research, observation, all of these things need to be done. So now that we've run down those examples, it's pretty clear that effort varies from person to person. When I'm training my clients, effort for one person may mean running on the treadmill at 12 miles an hour for 30 seconds and only a 10-second rest. Effort for another person may mean power walking on an incline. And we can't forget about the importance of establishing the difference between effort and improvement. Improvement is getting better day to day. Effort, again, is a vigorous or determined attempt. Getting out of debt requires effort. Losing weight requires effort. Building a business requires effort. At the beginning, when you're pursuing a new goal, you're going through the thick of it, mentally, emotionally, and physically, depending on what the goal is. And I use the example of the pancake batter. You know, you put it in the bowl and then you add the egg and you add the milk or the water, whatever you're mixing. And you're using one of those big spoons to whip up the batter. And at the beginning, you're going to need to use more arm strength to get that circle going and to whip up the batter and get everything nice and smooth. But the more you do it, the more you go in circles, the smoother it gets. And so I think that we go in with this improvement attitude. Oh, it's going to be a little hard. I may sweat a little bit. That's not necessarily effort. What is vigorous? What is determined? When I think of the word determined, the first thing that comes to mind is the phrase, nothing is going to stop me. I am going to make a way. I am going to find a way. I am going to get to my destination. So I follow Ashley Kirkwood. She is a public speaker and she teaches women how to be confident in their own voice, how to make money, how to book speaking gigs. I don't feel like it was coincidental that I came across a video that she posted Uh, I just saw it today, right before I started recording this podcast episode, and she explained how it was a complete fail. She did not feel good about it, but it was a very monumental moment for her, and it shaped who she is today. 
early on in her career, she was really young working for this company, and she was responsible for presenting some type of report in front of her colleagues. So she shared her presentation with one of her bosses, and her boss was like, Ashley, oh my gosh, that is so awesome. And so she was like, all right. So she went in the room, and a couple other people came, and they had all these fancy charts and stuff, stuff that she knew she didn't have in her presentation. So she's automatically thinking in her head, oh man, I'm about to go up here and look crazy. She went up and she did her presentation, didn't feel great, didn't feel confident about it, didn't feel prepared. These are all her words. And she said that was one of her biggest lessons that she did not like how she felt in that moment. Even though she was encouraged, even though her boss told her the presentation was awesome, it was about how she felt. So effort, y'all, effort is individual. You know the truth about yourself. You know how far you can go. And you know that effort changes at various times in your life. You know, I have a close family member who went through a severe bout of depression. Effort for him was getting up and taking a shower because he sat in his room for days on days on days and did not come out, not even to take a bath. That was a vigorous and determined attempt. What does vigorous and determined mean for you right now? I want you Maybe not right now in this moment, or maybe if you just feeling that juju in your spirit and you like, oh, you, I'm, I'm all into it. Maria got me hype. Pull out a piece of paper. Write down what you want to achieve or what you've been trying to achieve over the last three, six months, past year. And rate yourself one to 10 on your level of effort. Based on what you know now about effort, a vigorous or determined attempt. How can you be more vigorous? How can you be more determined to reach your goal? What does it take? How bad do you want it? What do you need to change about your environment, about your support system? What do you need to study? What conversations do you need to have? What people do you need to meet? The outcome is determined by your effort. Effort is not improvement. Effort is a vigorous or determined attempt, not just one step up from what you've already been doing. 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 steps higher, vigorous determined that's effort you know after watching that video by my girl Ashley I was like you know what I'm going to stop letting people tell me that I'm doing the most that I need to slow down I need to own and embrace the fact that it is normal for me it is normal for me to get a lot done in a little bit of time to have big creative ideas that produce a lot of money and a lot of impact. That is who I am. Coming into the awareness of what your body and your mind can do. How do you feel right now listening to this? Does it feel good? What are more ways you can get this feeling? What new friendships do you need to make? What kind of journaling or what kind of books do you need to read? We all have that fire, effort a vigorous or determined attempt. You're going to know that definition by heart for the rest of your life. As much as I keep saying it, you can achieve your wildest dreams. We've been lied to. We've gone through the depression of the pandemic. We've gone through toxic relationships, bullies, mean people in our lives, telling us we're not worth it, telling us we're not capable, telling us we should settle because this is the best that we can get. This is all that life has to offer. No, no. We were created to do great things. 
All right, I'm going to stop right there on effort because if I keep going, you're going to have to send me a tip because your girl over here preaching. I'm, I'm over here motivating myself. I'm like, it's time for me to stop the podcast right now and think about some effort I want to apply with my finances and my business and my personal fitness goals. Man, let's get fired up about life. Some people wake up and they only make it to 27. They only make it to 32. They only make it to 17. They only make it to three months old. You hear and you're listening right now to move forward and live a full, abundant life. Take advantage of that. Now, I want to move on and just take a few minutes to answer some questions that I've been receiving at MBB Pod on Instagram. A lot of them are related to natural weight loss. First of all, I want to make clear that ever since I started my online wellness, fitness, weight loss program for women back in 2017, I have never encouraged the use of weight loss pills, wraps, teas, any quick fixes. I've always been about lifestyle changes, finding ways to move your body that you enjoy, eating foods that are nutrient dense but also taste good, finding that balance. Again, going back to effort though, it is challenging at the beginning. And if you want to lose weight, what does it require? Effort, a determined or vigorous attempt. And so at the beginning, it was hard for me, especially because I was so used to eating processed foods. I was used to having a lot of sugar, drinking my calories, not moving as much or even challenging myself when I exercise. So I want to let you know that if you feel a little overwhelmed, if you feel like you are outside of your comfort zone, you know, breathing heavy, not shortness of breath, but breathing heavy when you exercise, heart rate a little elevated, something that you're not used to, that's normal, especially in the beginning. Now, it shouldn't stay that way during your entire journey. You should progressively get better, but you should find that your health is improving and that you're able to do more over time. But I want to tell you what I did to start things out. First of all, in terms of nutrition, I did not have my personal training certification when I had my kids. I didn't get my personal training certification until about 2016, 2017, and I had my last child in 2013. I've had kids in three different decades, so I had to think a little bit there. But yeah, last baby in 2013, first baby in 1999. Initially, it was challenging because I was still nursing my baby. So I mainly focused on dropping my carbohydrates just a bit, but I kept my calories up with protein and healthy fats so that it could support my milk supply. Then when I stopped breastfeeding, and I would say this is pretty much the starting point, I really lowered my calories between 1,200 and 1,500 because I'm short and petite is not necessarily skinny. Petite is short, right? So 5'4 and under, I'm 5'2, team 5'2. I was able to get by off of 1,200 to 1,500 calories per day. So that's all I focused on. I ate all kind of processed food, y'all. What I thought was healthy, I was eating those uh, lean, microwavable meals and turkey sausage, and I was boiling my egg whites. I committed to only drinking water, no tea, no coffee, no sodas. I only drank water. I did this for six weeks. I kept my calories between 12 to 1,500 only looking at the number on the package. So if I didn't know how many calories it was, I wasn't eating it. So just doing that alone, I lost about 12 pounds within about a month to five weeks. Then I decided, okay, well, let me start moving my body. And I started walking on the trail near my old house. So I would walk three miles a day, just at a pace that was comfortable for me, but I committed to doing it every day. Well, six days a week, I did take one day off. Then I ended up losing another 10 pounds. Then after that phase, I decided to go to the gym twice a week. 
I had no idea what I was doing. Again, was not a personal trainer, but the gym offered classes. So I got that guided fitness. I followed the instructor, took some dance fitness classes. I did the classes where they have the choreographed boot camp. And I did that consistently twice a week along with my walking, lost another 10 pounds. So by the end of three months, I lost a little over 30 pounds. But again, going back to my example at the beginning, in the thick of it, it's hard to whip that thing up, to whip up that new goal, to embrace this new lifestyle and create a new habit. Uh, But then as you get used to doing it, whipping the batter gets easier. And then I also need to add that I was tracking my food. This was really helpful because the tracking gave me this additional layer of accountability. If you're not tracking it, you can pretend it didn't happen, right? But when you actually log into the app and write down bag of chips, candy bar, slice of pizza, french fries, ice cream, you, you just start feeling some type of way like, I don't, I don't want to type that down. I don't want to accept the fact that I'm eating that. So you have to not eat it. And that was a real game changer for me because had I not been tracking my food, I probably would have found a way to make myself feel comfortable with eating foods that weren't aligned with my goal. So that's how I achieved natural weight loss. It wasn't super overwhelming, especially once I found my rhythm. I first focused on nutrition and water consumption. I added in some light cardio with the walking. Then I added in two days a week um, at the gym. And if you don't have access to a gym, you can pull up a, a video There's a whole lot of free exercise instruction online. Uh, You can take advantage of that or you can check out my program, uh, whatever works for you. And most importantly, I feel like what's key for me is tracking everything that I ate. Try those things. If you're starting your journey or if you're frustrated inside of your journey, I think you'll be surprised at how those simple things will produce great results for you. Now, lastly, I want to answer a very awesome question that was sent to me at MBB Pod. And you know you can DM me if you have a question you want included in the podcast. This is the Tell Me More segment. I don't get to have it every week because I don't always get questions or I end up answering those questions on social media. But I got a really good one about the business side of this podcast, more specifically personal finances. All right, so the question comes from Chiquita. She is from D.C. She heard about the podcast on 93.9. Hey, Chiquita, thank you so much for your question. So she said she has a financial question. Should someone attempt to bounce back after suffering a setback? For example, should they set aside other financial goals to rebuild their emergency fund? This is so easy. Yes, set aside those other goals and rebuild your emergency fund. And I'm going to tell you why. And it's okay to have multiple financial goals going at the same time. What I found in my experience is having an emergency fund, it removes a whole lot of stress when that emergency comes up. So if you depleted your emergency fund and used it for what it was for, an emergency, and you decide, okay, well, all that money is gone, but I still got these other financial goals. And then you start making extra payments on your credit cards or making extra payments on your car note, but you no longer have that emergency fund, what happens when you have a death in the family and you need to leave town right away? What happens if you're not able to work for a couple of days? Anything could happen, but when you don't have the funds there and you've already allocated all of your money to other things, what's going to happen? First of all, you're going to be stressed out. You're going to end up having to call someone to borrow the money And if you're not lucky enough 
to get someone to loan you the money, maybe a family member or a close friend, then you're going to have to get a loan or you're going to have to put it on a credit card and you're going to get right back into the cycle that you were in that made you realize you needed to get out of debt and create that emergency fund. So if for some reason your emergency fund gets depleted, my advice, prioritize building that fund back up and then focus on those other financial goals. Again, if you have a question that you want included on the podcast, shoot me a DM at MBBpod. And with that said, we have wrapped up another episode of Mind, Body, and Business. Thank you so much for giving me your ear. Be sure to follow, share, post a comment, and rate. Remember, new episodes drop every Wednesday. Plus, you can stay connected with the MBB podcast at MBBpod on Instagram and Facebook. As always, I enjoyed this time with you. Truly appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Take care. Mind, Body, and Business is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media production hosted by me, Maria Moore. Follow me at Maria Moore, M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E on all socials. Executive produced by Maria Moore. Senior Director of Podcast Operations, Sierra Reed. Supervisory producer, Colby Kolb-Tyner. Director of Sales and Corporate Partnerships, Michelle Marino. Integrated Marketing and Partnerships, Lori Flowers, Laura Lopez, and Brittany Jackson. Digital Marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Music produced by Jamal J. So Smith. Thank you for listening to the Mind, Body, and Business Podcast.